and the crew all season long. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Okay, I can finally exhale. I, I didn't believe what was happening in that ninth inning against Devin Williams. I, don't, I think that's my first breath I've taken since that bottom of the ninth. Devin Williams walking the tightrope, completing the fourth shutout of the year for the Brew Crew. They beat the Padres 1-0 and claim the series 3 out of 4. The road trip doesn't get easier. They go up to the Mariners now for the next three games, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before an off day Thursday, and they finally come back home on Friday. But, oh, my goodness, what a game today. We'll be with you here on 94.5 until the top of the hour. Obviously, the Bucks are with our friends on 620 WTMJ, but we're still going to use the WTMJ text line, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Man, what a game. I, I, I just tweeted this, if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Dom underscore Catroneo, D-O-M underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O. What if I told you that after watching the top of the first inning, with you, Darvish striking out the side on three straight splitters, looked nasty, looked disgusting, he looked on. And then on the bottom of the first inning, the first two batters of the Padres reach on back-to-back singles, putting runners on the corners with nobody out. What if that person turned off the TV and said, well, not watching this one. And what if I told you the Brewers would win that game one nothing? Right? This shows just why you play all nine innings. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. The Brewers are now 11-5, and still the best in the NL Central. What a win. Wade Miley is the story today. Wade Miley out-dueling you, Darvish. Yes, he had a dozen strikeouts on the other side. But Wade Miley being efficient, attacking the zone, he didn't really throw anything over 90 miles an hour today. He was simply awesome today. And this is exactly why they got him. You look at... I was looking just a moment ago at some of the replies, some of the Twitter discourse, the Twitter search tool, uh, and going back to that original Brewer Street welcoming him to Milwaukee, or back to Milwaukee, I should say. I'm not a freezing uh, cold takes guy. I'm not a guy that's going to call people out or, you know, just kind of, you know, I'm just making mental notes, and, you know, I always remind myself, like, yeah, you know, you got to let it play out because today's a day that, is a reminder, this dude has pitched in the big leagues for 11 years. When he is healthy, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. It's plain and simple. You look at his numbers healthy, he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And he doesn't do it with velocity, he doesn't do it with strikeouts, and he does it in a small market. So he's not going to get the love from the MLB networks and the ESPNs of the world. You're used to that. You kind of like it like that, right? To say, oh, by the way, the Brewers' fifth starter is Wade Miley. And I think any other team, he would be like their three. Maybe even the two on some teams. What a performance by Wade Miley today. Simply phenomenal. Seven shutout innings, six strikeouts, just four hits, and maybe the most important note, zero walks. Only the third time he's had a stat line similar to that, at least seven innings, no runs, and no walks. Uh, One of them was a complete game shutout in 2016, and he also did it. Last year with the Cubs uh, against the Pirates. So, uh, again, I think Wade Miley is the story today. You can tweet me. You can text in. Again, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620.
That's the story for me. If you want to talk about something different, let me know. Craig Kishon will be joining us in just a little bit as well. A text in from Doug. Devin Williams puts you through the ringer, but comes through. Just wish he could cut the walks. And a, star- and a five-starter beats a one. This is what a great pitching staff can do. These are the wins that win divisions. I completely, I completely agree there, Doug. Now, with the Devins and the walks, it wasn't like Devin was wildly missing the zone. Kudos to the Padres. They knew to spit on the changeup. They were taking it. They were being very patient. And I thought he struck out Soto. You know, if you counted that first pitch, it should have been called a strike, but wasn't. Um, it is what it is. I, and again, those were tough at bats. Soto's extremely patient hitter. He got Cronenworth to chase. He got Cruz to chase. But the patience exhibited by Kim and the patience, you know, of them realizing, okay, if we see a changeup up, we got to be ready to swing. And then. Kudos to Devin for recognizing that as well. And for Contreras, right, I say, all right, you know, got to beat him with the fastball today. And some days are going to be like that. Some days are not. It's always tough when you see a team for a second time in three days. And he varied things up, and he got Grisham frozen on that fastball to end the game. That was simply awesome. Just absolutely awesome stuff from Devin Williams. Not every start is, not every uh, save is going to go three up, three down, three strikeouts like it was on Friday night. It's just not going to be like that. So for him to do what he did, or I should say on Thursday night, for him to do what he did today against the meat of the order once again with the thinnest of margins, a one nothing game, awesome, awesome stuff from Devin Williams. And also don't lose sight of Peter Strzelecki. We'll talk more about Peter throughout this show as well. Uh, another text rolling in from Josh. What a pitching performance by all involved. It makes the single run we manufactured even more impressive given the early trends across baseball. Does it make sense to stretch Hauser out to insert into the rotation given his pitching style? You look at the Brewers' defense, it's the best defense in baseball. That's not me saying that. That's advanced metrics saying that. That's what everyone in baseball is telling me. That's what scouts are telling me. Look at Joey Weimer in right field today. There's a, a play in particular I want to talk about that maybe will guarantee not be in any highlight reels, but shows to, goes to show you how good this defense is. I think Hauser's going to be stretched out. I don't know if he's going to get all the way up to five, six innings, but he may get four innings. And with the development of Bryce Wilson being able to be stretched out for three innings, I think the Brewers are in really good shape for bullpen-type days. Moving forward, you'll still keep Colin Ray in this rotation, but uh, with Brandon Woodruff out for an extended time, have to figure out what happens next. 855-616-1620 or Dom underscore Catronio on Twitter. we got more to come. Craig Sean joining us in just a little bit. We're with you until the top of the hour here on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Extra Innings with Dominic Catronio on 94.5 ESPN. 3-2 pitch. Call third strike. Fastball at 94, dotted the outside corner. The Brewers won nothing victory today over the Padres to win the series three games out of four. I'm Dom Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. A local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank, also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. So the Brewers win one nothing. We talked a little bit about Wade Miley, and 
the way that he was getting efficiency, 17 of the 26 batters he faced today were done in three pitches or less. Think about that for a second. 65% of the batters he faced, so well over half, 17 of them were done in three pitches or less today. He's not a strikeout guy, and yet he still had six strikeouts in this game. So when you do the math quickly, that is a total of 51 pitches or less to get 17 batters through. That's why he was able to go seven on 89 pitches. And we will reiterate it every time Wade Miley pitches in a game this year. They are not going to ride him for 200 innings this year. He's not expecting it. The Brewers are not expecting it. If he can give you six innings a start, that is a win at his age and his health history. The Brewers would be very, very satisfied with that. Today was just simply incredible against a World Series caliber opponent. And let's be honest, too. The Brewers are catching the Padres at a perfect time right now. No Fernando Tatis Jr. He doesn't return until this week. No Joe Musgrove because of the the broken toe during spring training. They got Darvish today, and he was good. But they also missed Blake Snell in the rotation. They caught them in a great spot. Then I can counter that on the flip side and say, well, wait a minute. If If I'm a Padres fan and I lose this series to the Brewers and that you didn't see Corbin Burns. Brandon Woodruff got hurt. You had Colin Ray called up to make a start in one of the games. You had extra innings in one game, and you couldn't score a run in the last game. The Padres are feeling like, oh my goodness. They had a chance to win the, every single game that the Brewers won. Maybe not Friday, uh, Saturday night, the or excuse me, Friday night, the big blowout game. But they had a chance to win Thursday. They, had, they obviously won on Saturday, and they had a chance to win today, and they couldn't get the job done. They, I'm sure they're frustrated and kicking themselves Right now. Crazy, crazy stuff in this one. Aaron tweeting in here on my Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio. Aaron in Illinois. Can't say enough about the start that Miley had. When healthy, the Brewers' five starting pitchers are among the top three starting staffs in all of baseball. Peter Streslecki is pitching at an all-star level and under the radar so far. A 3-1 series victory. Gotta love it. I agree entirely, especially on the Peter Streslecki note. His scoreless streak continues right now. I believe it's a 15 consecutive innings uh, for that for him. Great stuff. An eight-pitch eighth inning. It was never a doubt, and things were just humming along. No big deal for him. Awesome stuff for him to maybe now be the eighth inning guy. I know Matt Bush is still on this team, and he gave up the home run on Thursday night. But Matt Bush still going to throw some leverage innings. But remember, also on Thursday, they gave Peter Streslecki the big time through the order uh, against the righties, right? The Machados and the Bogarts, and they trusted him for that. And they trusted Streslecki today with the eighth inning to make sure they got to the ninth scoreless. And the new sinker he's been throwing has just been destroying the hands of right-handed hitters lately. So love the development happening right now for the Brewers' arms and things working in in their favor with their bullpen. And again, we'll say it over and over again, this bullpen development, given it was the number one question mark coming out of spring training, what are you going to get out of the bullpen? And I can say, honestly, with confidence, you can agree or disagree, that they have been the most important group and maybe the best performing group of the Brewers, right? If you if you group, let's say, the starting pitching, the relievers, the infielders, the outfielders, and then you put the catching core. I put William Contreras has been the MVP so far for the Brewers, but you want to look at the most important core so far, it's been the bullpen. They have continued to keep the Brewers in the game. Devin Williams gets his second save of the year despite barely pitching. There have been very few 
close games this season. What a great, great day for them to keep things rolling for the Brewers. It doesn't get easier with the Seattle Mariners coming up, though. And obviously they're missing Luis Castillo after he pitched brilliantly today. But the good news is Corbin Burns will be pitching tomorrow. Corbin Burns, fresh off of that great start against the Diamondbacks. And I made this comment to Tim Dillard here in the Bally Sports Wisconsin studios earlier today that I think it's more of a compliment to the Diamondbacks than it is an insult to the Padres that the Diamondbacks won the series against the Brewers, but yet the Brewers were able to win three out of four against San Diego. Diamondbacks are a really good team. They just beat the Mar- uh, the Marlins today, beating Sandy Alcantara today with Zach Allen on the mound. They're a very good team. And the Padres are a very good team too, but it's just two very different styles. And I think the fact that everyone's kind of riding off the Diamondbacks and they're on this great start right now, they're a very good team. We know the Padres are a good team. And now we're proving that the Brewers are a good team. And you had to convince some people of that and things of that nature. But the truth is, they're here. They're legit. They're for real. The Cardinals won today. They beat the Pirates finally in extras. Uh, they're still 7-9 and nine to start their season. Any team can get hot at any given moment. But the Brewers, to be off to an 11-5 and five start to this point in the year, I don't know if you can ask for much more better than that. Great, great stuff today from the Brew Crew. We're going to take a quick breather. Come back with more Brews Extra Innings here on 94.5 ESPN. This is Brewers Extra Innings on 94.5 ESPN. can't get over how good you Darvish looked in the manufacturing of a run. It, it, let's talk about Garrett Mitchell and what he can do. Yeah, he hadn't been hitting the ball all that great lately, but he gets a couple of knocks today, including that bunt single. When he's on base, and we all had been joking the fact that he hadn't had a stolen base yet, but it's hard to steal first is the old phrase you'll hear in baseball. Craig Kishan's going to be joining us during this segment here as well. Uh, but the, the, the thought of Garrett Mitchell on the bases just has to be nightmare fuel for pitchers on the other side. Knowing the disengagement rule this year and knowing his legitimate speed that he's got. So take you back to the second inning. The bunt he drops with one out and nobody on, he made it up the line in under four seconds. Now, if let me bring you into the scouting world. If you can make it as a left-handed hitter home to first and under four seconds, you're a freak. That is so rare to find. And today in baseball, there's like five guys that can do it. Garrett Mitchell being one of them. Uh, I look at Corbin Carroll with the Diamondbacks, Jazz Chisholm with the Marlins, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. with the with the uh, Royals. What's crazy about Bobby is that he's right-handed. So to have a sub four time from home to first, you know, if you want to bring it in the football standards, it's like a four two forty. You know, that's that's absolutely ridiculous stuff. But for Garrett Mitchell to cause the havoc that he is, and then. There was confusion about the disengagements, and it might have been the difference of the game. We'll have to hear from Bob Melvin about this one. But that there was confusion that early Darvish had stepped on the mound and then had got off the rubber. That counted as a disengagement, and I think the Padres missed that. So then when he picked off before the count even started, that was actually already his second disengagement uh, on the 1-0 pitch. So when he didn't get 
Mitchell on the third disengagement. That gave him the balk to go to second base, which he then stole third, noticing how slow he was to the plate. And then during the same at-bat, Brian Anderson does his job, elevates the ball to the outfield, it's a fly-out, and it's one nothing Brewers, and that would be all they needed. Simply great stuff. And I, I think about it, and I'm not trying to you know, tear down last year's team, but I wonder... I do wonder who would be the guy that you trust to elevate a ball in that situation because there is so many guys that would be swinging for the fences in that situation for Brian Anderson to do what he did, get bat on ball and do his job. And I know I'm just saying that from a radio booth, but simply great stuff there from Brian Anderson to get the job done. Uh, Brewers get the win one to nothing today. Want to uh, remind you that for every double play the Milwaukee Brewers turn this season, Hupy and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or in an accident, call Hupy and Abraham. Win or it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, Hupy and Abraham. Hupy.com, that's H-U-P-Y. I'll welcome in my co-host, Craig Kishan now. Craig, I know you just finished talking about it, but, I mean... There's so many ways we can go with this. Wade Miley, Devin Williams, Peter Strzelecki, the manufacturing of a, of a run by Garrett Mitchell, and that's all they needed. Is there anything you think we're missing in this? What, what, what jumps out to you about this thrilling one nothing win? Well, I know we're not missing anything because, you know, just on my sheet alone, you, you put down just a couple of things. You got the run, and then you got uh, the opposing pitcher and how great he was, and you got your own pitcher in Wade Miley and how great he was and, and how the bullpen was able to hang on. So um, I, I think that really if you haven't used the word classic uh, yet or enough, we can't use that word enough. So that's, that's how I'm looking at this one. It was, it was a thing of beauty to watch. And, and I said this on the on our TV show, Don, nobody needed a pitch clock here in this one. You knew what you were going to get with these two pitchers. And the great thing about it is, they delivered, and it and it, that's fun baseball to watch. It's good to watch guys play well behind them. It's good to watch uh, um, a, a rare opportunity for a team to put themselves in scoring position like the Brewers were able to do in the second inning and have that hold for as long as it did uh, throughout the game and survive that ninth inning. I mean, it was uh, instant classic. How about that one? Yeah, absolutely instant classic. It seems like there's something in the water every time – the Brewers and the Padres meet the last couple of years. There have been some really, really great ones. Uh, let me give you a number that jumps out to me, especially with the Padres. 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. And we talked about it earlier here in the studios, but the fact that the first two batters reached against Miley after that ugly first inning for the Brewers' offense against Darvish, and then for him to get strikeout on Soto, strikeout on Cruz, Innocent fly out to left by Cronenworth. That set the tone, and I don't think we give the next three batters, you know, the credit for the Brewers and for Wade Miley. You know, those three batters, he only needed 10 pitches to, to retire the side after the first two guys reached. He threw eight of those 10 pitches for strikes. Wade Miley set a tone getting out of that first inning. Well, yeah, and, and look at the last guy he retired, too. Cronenworth was an absolute killer in yesterday's game. He had two, two home runs and six RBIs. So you're thinking that's the that's the last guy you want to see in this situation right out of the gates in the first inning, too, right? So, um, yeah, it was it was great stuff by, by Miley. You, you saw him getting himself in position now to say, this is what I do, and uh, you know, second batter in in the second inning as well. Runners in scoring position after a tough double given up, but 
he goes right to work after that too, picking up a couple of strikeouts in that inning. So um, he got himself, a, you know, it was the early part of the game for him. After that, it was almost like setting it on cruise, just, just be who he is. And uh, it, it certainly worked out. In this game, there's a lot of things that uh, obviously didn't go right for the Brewers offensively, but that's what happens when you're facing a future Hall of Famer on the other side in you, Darvish, 12 strikeouts and seven strong innings for him. But I look at a day, so William Contreras, his hitting streak is now officially snapped. It's the first time this season he does not reach base in a game. But what William Contreras, we talked about it, that he is now the leading framer in all of baseball by the advanced metrics. He's been blocking balls like crazy. And on a day that he didn't have the bat, he definitely stole some strengths today. And it's another, it's two examples, right? Wade Miley and William Contreras. Acquisitions, the Brewers believing in their development, believing in their coaching staff to say, we will be better when we develop and get our hands on these guys. And I think today was a perfect exhibit A for both of those guys. Well, it was, and it, and it's also, you know, it, it's not even going to register as a, as a sub-headline, uh, what we're talking about with what William Contreras has been able to do, uh, Dom, because think about this. Um, he, he's been around the league for, what, three, four, five years now, and he's getting his first chance on the major league level to be the, the everyday catcher. Now, we, we, we obviously know he's done this in the minor leagues uh, before, but on the major league side, he's getting his first crack. And, and to know that uh, he was going to be a project, I think, defensively coming into this acquisition to Milwaukee, the bat certainly was there. But uh, to, to do what he's done in such a short window of time is, is so impressive. And I don't know how many games we've seen in the past where we've talked a lot about how important the framing is and we can set it up on our pregame shows. But it was like living in the moment uh, during this game today. Um, just, just who Wade Miley is as a pitcher and where his location is and the ground balls he tries to force uh, with all his off-speed stuff. But th- this was something to watch live in action, uh, the whole framing portion of this. So well, let's put it this way. Uh, we know which game to go to if, if, if and when the next time uh, we do a, a sidebar feature on William Contreras in, in framing pitches. It's going to be this game right here. This was great stuff from William. You're absolutely right. I want to get to a text here from Mike in Colorado. What a game. The San Diego fans were incredibly loud. I love the old-school style to manufacture a winning run. And how about Wade Miley? Fantastic. The bullpen bounced back, and Williams made it worthwhile. A fabulous performance indeed. we still got time with Craig Cashon. We're going to talk about the difference-making moment of the game coming up next. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings on 94.5 ESPN. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. Coming along we're still with Craig Cashon here for one more segment. We're with you to the top of the hour today here on 94.5 ESPN Brewers win one to nothing, and uh, the reason why we're using the WTMJ text lines because I don't have access to the WKTI text line. So eight five five six one six one six twenty again eight five five six one six one six twenty. We'll get that fixed for you by the time the uh, next time we're over here on ESPN because of the Bucks playoff run right now. Time now though for the difference making moment of the game presented by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales, not pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at AnnexWealth.com. 
All right, Craig, I'll give the floor to you first. What was your difference-making moment of this game? Okay, I'll, I'll take it first here because uh, I, I might be stealing yours in this one, and it's not going to be on the pitching side because obviously uh, pitching's dominating 99% of the show. I'm going to go uh, to the second inning and what Garrett Mitchell uh, was able to do to produce today's only run, and that was the fact that uh, with one down, he decides to lay a bunt down in that second inning to the third base side. Now, Manny Machado has been defensively uh, an absolute killer in this series so far, and he tested him. And I think that if Manny uh, sets himself right, he, he might have Garrett Mitchell, uh, but he ended up pulling him off the bag. I think Mitchell's speed uh, obviously had everything to do with uh, making that play successful and going the Brewers' way. Uh, so I, I'm going to use that as my turning point because I think – uh, for the only time in the game, it put all the pressure that you Darvish doesn't have to feel a lot. And um, it turned out to be well because he got uh, Darvish um, on the disengagement rule. Uh, the balk puts him at second base, steals third. So I, I'm going with that, uh, Dom, in mind. So hopefully I didn't steal yours. Well, you didn't because I'm going to go a little bit differently, and I'm going to bend the rules a little bit here. So my main difference-making moment of the game, I'm actually going right uh, after that, actually, in the bottom of the second inning, when the Brewers took that one nothing lead, remember, Austin Nola hit a double in that inning with one out. Then he got to third on a wild pitch, a rare gaffe by William Contreras. He tried to pick a curveball, and it popped out of his mitt. So now you got a runner on third, a one and one count, and one out on Trent Grisham. And I know it's left on left, and it's hard on Trent. But he then swings and misses at the next pitch, and then eventually sw- struck out on a slider. The fact that he could now, Miley, could now exhale knowing, all right, any ball in play isn't going to be a run scored. I struck out the guy I needed to strike out. I can get the out like normal here in the bottom of the second, and lo and behold, he ended up striking out Jose Azokar on a changeup to end that inning. That's my main difference-making moment of the game because the fact that, hey, they had a chance to avoid the shutdown inning to the Padres and score right back and make this game 1-1 to and support Darvish and they couldn't do the fundamental baseball that the Brewers did in the top of that top half of that inning with Brian Anderson hitting the sacrifice fly. The reason I'm bending the rules is I'm also picking on Trent Grisham in the seventh inning after the throwing error by Mike Brasso extended that inning and put Nola on first base. He swings at the first pitch and flies out to center to end the inning. There was no bonus pitches. There was no further damage done against Miley despite a two-out error extending the inning. Those are my two major moments from this one. I, I like it, and it kind of leads me to, to think of this, especially as as the game went on and, and certain players like Grisham. Uh, you, you don't look at him all the time and say, um, this, this guy is going to beat you early in games, but he has a tendency to beat you late in games in key moments. He's a, he's a, a big-timer when it comes to that. Um, but I, I'll tell you, the other thing that I'll notice in this ninth inning, you know, is, is this um, pressure – mounted and the pitches uh, counted higher and higher against Devin Williams. It, it, it was stunning to me um, just how much they did lay off his, his changeup and, and the fact that these guys weren't willing to swing and weren't willing to swing even on the final pitch of a, of a, a 3-2, two-out bases-loaded ball game. Um, pretty amazing stuff for some big-time sluggers that are getting paid a lot of money over there in San Diego. So uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that, but it, it just kind of reminded me of this, the, the, the scenarios that you're bringing up here. Is San Diego swinging or not? And, and they didn't a lot in this series, as it turned out. Today's game in particular, Juan Soto, he saw a total of 18 pitches, right? He only swung at four of them. And one was a whiff, one was a foul ball, then the, the third was a whiff on a fastball, and then the last was a ground ball. So the point is, they're almost too patient for their own good, and I think the Brewers certainly exploited that. And kudos to Devin for making the adjustment and saying, all right, they're sitting change up. He mentioned that with you guys on TV with Sophia Minner. Like, all right, I got to get it with the fastball. And that's growth from Devin Williams. You know, we saw last year him starting to throw in the fastball a little bit more and trying to make guys not sit on the change up. Today was a day that he recognized teams were sitting on the change up. And this game, as you know, Craig, is all about adjustments. And sometimes one little adjustment is a difference of winning one nothing, like the Brewers did by just putting the ball in play in that top of the second and not putting the ball in play, not making the adjustment like the Padres did all day today and really for this series as a whole. Yep, I agree 100% on that. And uh, uh, I also like just you know, the fact that you brought up Williams' interview with Sophia, and he had some really good things to say afterwards. And I, the, the thing that stood out to me uh, is just uh, his, his maturation progress that he has gone through in, in less than a season. If you, if you look at, you know, from the trade of Hayter, uh, in midway through last year and some of the frustrations maybe that uh, Devin Williams went through because of that. Um, and then he's opening up this season, you know, like not just a brand-new man, but a guy who's uh, appreciating where he is at his professional level and appreciating who's around him. He had great things to say uh, about Wade Miley's performance here today. Uh, I think, in fact, going as far as to say – uh, it was the best he's ever seen, you know, Wade pitch, and one of the better pitching performances he's witnessed from a starter in a long time on this squad, too. So um, this this guy is, is uh, really special, and, and what we saw in this series, he won a game and he saved a game, and the guy they traded away, Josh Hader, pitched in, in two games well, but they turned out to be both losses for the Padres. So, you know, Devin Williams is, is smiling on that plane going up to Seattle here tonight. And he knows he gets the day off tomorrow after throwing 32 That's right. pitches yes. today as well. Craig Deshaun, thank you as always for your insight, my friend. Uh, look forward to the uh, next time we chat here on the show. You got it, Tom. All right, Craig Kishon here on Brewers Extra Innings. We're going to talk about who's hot and who's cold. Highlights and Craig Council to come a little bit later. We're with you until the top of the hour on 94.5 ESPN. This is Brewers Extra Innings on 94.5 ESPN. Coming along here on the show, Brewers win one nothing. Quick segment here because it's time for who's hot and who's cold. Brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. Get peace of mind by scheduling and three today point shooting with cider, heating, Tonight, plumbing, and electrical. All they've done is shoot 61% from com. three. Dave Kane, don't worry. We'll get to you. You're over on the other side. It's okay, Dave. <laughs> the Bucks are playing right now on WTMJ if you're sticking with us here on 94.5. Look, who's hot? The easiest answer of the day is Wade Miley. Seven shutout innings, 
no walks, six strikeouts against one of the best offenses in all of baseball. What a tremendous outing for him. And who's cold? It's the Padres, losing three out of four. Now, they need some mojo going right now, and they're getting it back this week. Joe Musgrove is on his way back, but more importantly, Fernando Tatis Jr. is on his way back coming up on Thursday this week. So a party is about to start in San Diego when he makes his long-awaited return. But remember, it is for 80 games for PEDs. So uh, it's going to be an identity crisis for Major League Baseball coming up. All right, we're going to hear from Council. We're going to get some highlights a little bit later. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. Brewers win 1-0. What a pitching performance. Let's hear from the manager himself, Craig Council. Very well pitched game on both sides. Um, you know, felt like you know, Darvish was going to be tough to score against for sure. Um, and then, but Wade was was just a little bit better. Um, and it was just so it was great pitching all around. That was just kind of vintage Wade too, wasn't it? The way he did it. Yeah, I mean, he he just look. You know, it's obvious. It's not done with a lot of velocity, but it's done with where the hitter. You know, feels like he's on defense a little bit, um, and that's done by I think um, both the quality of the pitches and, and the pace that he works with, um, and just that having to cover the hitter has to cover a lot of parts of the strike zone at a lot of different speeds, um, and that's just pitching. Um, and, and Wade is, is now is pitching. You know, it's just it's a lesson in how to pitch, right? It's that's what he's doing, um, and it's it's fun to watch. The, the eight strikeouts. I mean, he was using everything to get. Yeah, I mean, he used the slider, used the cutter, fastball, changeup. So yeah, he used everything, and um, that's you know again, that's that's four four pitches at four different speeds, and he throws them to different places um, in the strike zone, and they never felt like they had a you know offensive. It, it feels like you're never in a good count with Wade almost, um, and then with you know he's coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, and. Um, you know, it just added up to a really good performance. Mitchell really made things happen with the wheel, start, starting with just the decision to drop a bunt. Yeah, I mean that's just you know that's a that's a run scored with your legs. Um, nice job by Brian Anderson uh, putting the ball in play, but but Mitch gets the third, you know, based on his with his speed um, and influencing him, um, and that turned out to be enough. You mentioned Darvish. Obviously, he had a dominant day too. He gave he gave the run twelve strikeouts. I think six of them on the splitter. Talk a little bit about how Darvish did the splitter. Well, yeah. I mean, he was he started out the game. You could see the splitter was good. I think you know he probably threw five or six in the first inning. They were all very well executed, and that, that wasn't a good sign for us. Um, so he when he has that splitter working, and he's throwing a lot of strikes with his off speed stuff. It's it's going to be a tough day. I think Strez needed eight pitches in the eighth inning there to finish him off. What your confidence level has to be really high with him right now. Yeah, he, I mean he's just he's throwing the ball very well. He is he's confident, um, and it's it's you know it's it's, it's good stuff. Great stuff from Peter Strezlecki, I'd say. <laughs> Simply saying, eight pitch inning there in the eighth inning. We'll get the highlights and wrap up the show after this. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. 
It was a pitcher's duel through and through in this one, so a lot of defensive highlights to get to. We start in the second inning. Garrett Mitchell, a bunt single, a balk to second. He steals third, and he comes home the old-fashioned way. 3-2 pitch. And it's a high fly ball out to left, racing over and making the catch is Soto. Tagging from third is Mitchell, and the Brewers have a 1-0 lead. Boy, manufacturing a run. If you've ever seen it done, that was a great example of it right there. Lane Grindle's call. Now we move ahead to the bottom of the fourth inning. Wade Miley pitching a gem, getting some help from Mike Brasso. Cronenworth, ground ball, diving stop by Brasso to his left, to his feet, and he throws out Cronenworth for the second out of the inning. Oh, a web gem from Mike Brasso over at the hot corner. Great stuff there, again, from Lane uh, on the call. As the Brewers continue to hold this one nothing lead for the majority of the game, then they move into the ninth inning and hand the ball to Devin Williams. He gets a leadoff walk to Soto, then he has to deal with Nelson Cruz. 3-2 pitch third strike fastball at 94 dotted the outside corner the next batter who hit two homers yesterday jake cronenworth williams one two pitch swing and a miss he struck him out the airbender down and away cronenworth is strikeout victim number two for devin williams and the padres down to their last chance and it's Sung kim they used that last chance well. Kim would single, then a walk to Austin Nola, loaded the bases, then eventually a full count, two outs, what you dream of against Trent Grisham. Coleman collected the pitch, and it's a called third strike! Devin Williams! Fourth shutout of the year. Brewers would win this one one to nothing. Sometimes one is all you need. What a victory. Brewers are now 11-5 on the season. They will move to Seattle coming up this week. Those games can be found over back on WTMJ. Tomorrow night, it's another late night, 8.40, the first pitch central time. Our coverage starts at 8.05 with the On Deck Show. Same time on Tuesday. Of course, the Bucks are playing Tuesday, so things can get a little hairy with the timing of that, depending on what TV wants. And then Wednesday, it's a day game, same time as today. It'll be a 3.10 central time start against the Mariners. Corbin Burns will be getting some, the ball tomorrow, which should be a fun one out at T-Mobile Park uh, up against Chris Flexen. Corbin Burns coming off of his best start of the season. Tuesday, the Brewers will be sending Colin Ray back out to the mound after a great start on Thursday against the young star Logan Gilbert. And then they finish things up on Wednesday. It'll be Eric Lauer against To Be Announced, the undefeated To Be Announced for the Mariners. Thank you so much for listening here on 94.5 ESPN. Thanks to Craig Kishon and DJ Stanek, our producer today. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.